to do what you created me to do, to have what you created me to have. This is my night. I'm moving out by the power of God, by the call of God. I'm free to move with the Holy Ghost and the plan of God for my life in the name of Jesus. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Shout, I'm going all the way. Shout it again. I'm going all the way. Tell your neighbor, I'm going all the way. Hallelujah. You can go back to your seats. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can bring the podium up here. Glory be to God. Yeah, they're going to bring it over here. I'm going to jump down. I jumped up last year. Guess I get to jump down. Well, it's God. Hallelujah. You know, deliverance comes in all different kinds of forms. Amen. Comes in a lot of forms. Until you are functioning in the full measure of what God has for you, then I need, I need, I need deliverance, even if it's in my thinking so that I can function at the highest level. You know, we all have to battle, we all have to battle thoughts all the time. It doesn't matter about your victory yesterday. Faith is today. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got to get victory today. Praise God that you won yesterday. Hallelujah. Praise God. But every day is a faith day. And every day, if we do it by faith, faith is the victory. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I want to, first of all, before I get started tonight, um, I thank God for my pastors and my spiritual parents. Amen. And uh, Dr. Michael Jacobs and Pastor Diana Jacobs, we wouldn't be here without them. Praise God. We've been experiencing. And that's why, life, that's why your life is so important. Somebody else is supposed to experience Amen. An atmosphere of the anointing because of your faith in your service. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Somebody else ought to get healed. Somebody else to get delivered. Somebody else ought to find their destiny because you followed the plan of God for your life. Salvation, when, when a person gets saved, salvation doesn't just stop with that individual. It, it's, it's, it's an expansion force attached to it that you begin to affect other people's and my life, amen, my family, the local church has been totally affected because of their ministry, amen. And that's why we're here. And I want you to stand to your feet and give God praise and thanksgiving, amen. Hallelujah. We even got a prophet in the house. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Amen. And then, you know, praise God. He's able to move on to the prophet's office and transfer the ministry of the pastoral office on Pastor Jordan Jacobs and Lauren Jacobs. Amen. Aren't you glad things can go on? Become somebody faithful to take up the mantle. So I want you to praise God. Amen. 
But Pastor Jordan Jacobs and Lauren Jacobs, give them a big praise. Father, thank you. Thank you for people. Amen. That are doing the will of God in the earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and the reason why you are here is because there's an assignment on your life. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> there's an assignment on your life. We got to get it turned loose in the earth. Praise God. We got to get it turned loose. We got to get the real you turned loose. That's the highest level of deliverance is when I'm functioning in the reality and the truth of what heaven planned for me. Amen. Too many times people are locked into what other people think about them. You know, <laughs> we get locked in what they think about us. We wear what they think we ought to what they, th what they think we ought to wear. We go where they think we ought to go. We do what we think they want us to do. But praise God, you're going to get free tonight. I said a whole other dimension is going to come to your life in the name of Jesus. That's what I believe what God wants. Hallelujah. <laughs> because see, <laughs> God gave me the title of the message tonight is Made in Heaven. Amen. And so whatever my origin of, ma of manufacturing, amen, that's what I ought to be doing. That's what I ought to be thinking. Amen. That's what I ought to be. And until, until I'm free of what everybody else thinks, praise God, I need deliverance. Until I'm free and I'm functioning in everything heaven wants for me, amen, then, you know, I need deliverance. So if I'm heaven made, I ought to function like heaven want me to function. I ought to go places heaven want me to go. I ought to do, play, do things that, that people that have been created and function from heaven's origin, I ought to do what they're doing. Amen? Praise God. That means I ought to stand out. If everything around me is natural, praise God, then if I'm from heaven, then I ought to stand out. Come on. I was created to stand out in this generation. That's why Jesus said, you are light, you the salt. Amen. You're supposed to shake things up. Everything ain't supposed to stay the same when you get around. Matter of fact, you ought to get upset because everything is natural. Everything is status quo. You were called to shake things up. Your classroom ought not be the same because you up in there. Come on now. <laughs> and, and, and see, listen. If I'm made like that, but I'm blending in. Amen. If I'm blending in, and I'm afraid what somebody think about me, then I haven't been unleashed yet. <laughs> Praise God. Well, you're going to get unleashed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. If you didn't want to get unleashed, you shouldn't have got on the bus. It's too late now. <laughs> Praise God. Now, we need you. We need you totally controlled and influenced by heaven because that's who made you. Amen. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Heaven made you. may be seated. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. When someone, you know, when someone makes something, look over here in, uh, we can start over here in Genesis. Let's look over in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. And we can start there. We have to, no matter our age, because God can call on me regardless of my age. Amen. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. We know he called Samuel when Samuel was eight years old. Amen. Heaven has a demand for me. Amen. At the moment I'm in this planet, there's a demand on me. Amen. And when we read the Bible, we find out people were 17. We find out people were eight years old. And they were used mightily by God. Amen. And so I don't need to count myself out because I don't think it's my time. Amen. Praise God. You know, all God needs is a vessel. Amen. That's what he needs is a willing vessel to work through. Amen. Somebody say, use me, Lord. I'm available. Amen. So talk about the title, you know, our theme this year is made in um, the direction that the Lord gives me to for you. It's just talk to you about being heaven made. Being heaven made. And I'm I'm not of this world. The Bible tells me I'm not of this world. That I'm in the world, but I'm not supposed to be of the world. And it tells me not to be conformed to this world. Amen. It tells me that I'm not to be conformed. And one of the ways we get delivered from conformity is to find out that I have another origin. To find out what my real origin is. Where did I really come from? Do I really understand creation? Because if I don't know where I came from, amen, then I can be deceived and become something. And any time that I'm not living in the reality of who I am, I'm living a lie. That I can get up every day and live lie. And the thing about it is to be satisfied with it. That when God wants me to have peace and God wants me to have joy, and God wants me to have boldness in life because he put all, all of that on the inside of me, I can, I can be living in weakness. I can be living in lack of confidence. I can, be, I can be struggling in life because I don't understand who I am. I think Candace said that all of creation is waiting for us to figure it out. Praise God. You got goldfish at home? Your goldfish said, please, for that. Huh? You got a snake? Your snake really wants you to figure it out. He's <laughs> tired of crawling around. <laughs> yeah, all creation wants us to figure it out. The 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 can who's that? The the gorillas and the monkeys really want you to figure it out. Because they got people saying we came from them. They really want you to figure it out. Because <laughs> we did not come from them. They I said, what is wrong with them? <laughs> got us all caged up here. They figured out they'd turn us loose. Amen. Praise God. Well, you got to cage everything up because it don't act like it's supposed to act. We got to cage everything up. You got a dog, got to cage it up. Why? <laughs> he don't want to bite nobody. He's just frustrated that we not hold we who we supposed to be. <laughs> he wasn't created to bite nobody. He's just frustrated now. 
<laughs> he got to deal with the demons we supposed to been casting out. Amen. Praise God. We were supposed to have dominion down here. Amen. That's what I'm going to read to you. We're supposed to have dominion down here, but because <laughs> we have allowed ourselves to become subject, Instead of subjecting, we have become subject. <laughs> but we got to turn it around, praise God. Praise God, we're going to another level tonight, I'm telling you. Somebody say another level. I'm going to praise God, hallelujah. I'm going to make things happy around me. Look what it says right here in Genesis uh, in 26. It says, God said, let us, somebody say make man. In our image, after our likeness, amen, let them have dominion. Praise God. Somebody say dominion. Because God has dominion. And if he says, I'm going to make man like me in my image, he's got to have dominion too. That he must control the realm that I put him in. That the realm must not control him. Because there is no realm that controls me. So if he's going to be like me, when we put him somewhere, then he's got to control that. And because he's in control of it, he's never fearful. He's never in doubt. He's never hesitant. He's direct and he's directly acting because he knows he's in control of the situation. Even if it doesn't look like it's another money, he's not, not enough money, he's not sweating bullets. Because he's in control of the situation. Amen. Praise God. That he controls replenishing. He controls supply. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because God gave him dominion. And then it says he, then it says right here, I want to skip down. He tells you dominion upon, at the end of this verse, over, go down here. I want to go skip down in verse 26 where it says over all the earth. Amen. That where I have dominion, I shouldn't be intimidated. I shouldn't have poor self-esteem where I've been given dominion. I shouldn't think less of myself where I was created and made to be a dominator. Amen. That I'm to have dominion it doesn't matter where I live. I don't have to change my location to feel better. I don't have to move to another school to feel better. I don't have to move to a different neighborhood to feel better. I don't have to move to a different state to feel better. I ain't even got to get away from you to feel better. Because I got dominion. And don't make me exercise it. Because if I don't like the way it look, I'm going to exercise it. Praise. If it try to change me, I'm going to exercise something. Amen. If it try to influence me, I'm going to exercise something. Because I refuse. I refuse to be subject where I'm supposed to be the conqueror. Amen. And God has set the rules. Amen. He set the rules. And when he decided to set the rule, he decided to take man and put him at the highest level where concerns are earth. Where I should never be fearful, yet I should never be intimidated. 
Amen. I shouldn't be intimidated by another person's person. Amen. I'm not intimidated by their dominion. And neither should they be intimidated by mine. I'm not intimidated by their assignment. Amen. And neither should they be intimidated by mine. Because when God gives you something, it's just as good as anything else anybody else has. Amen. When I'm intimidated by somebody else's dominion and anointing, that means I have not discovered my own yet. Amen. It means I haven't discovered my, my own yet. And one of the things we gotta, we're going to get solved, hey man, is people understanding what they're supposed to do. Look down here. It says right here. And you know, the earliest, biggest challenge is get people to wear it at the earliest age to know what they're supposed to do. God ain't trying to get you to get 25 before you figure out your calling. Look at all those years you done functioned out of dominion. 17 intimidated, 18 intimidated, 19 intimidated. By the time you get to 25, we need all kind of deliverance lines now. Amen. Say, I'm getting mine now. Tell your neighbor, I'm getting mine now. I'm a dominator right now. I'm an eight-year-old dominator. We don't have eight-year-olds here, do you? Well, when you get home, you got an eight-year-old. Tell them they're a dominator when you get home. We got 12-year-old dominators. I need a 12-year-old dominator to give God some praise right now. Is it 13? What's the age? Where are the 12-year-olds? Oh, we're going to need a long line tonight. First line is for the 12-year-olds. Y'all get down here first. Come out of here! <laughs> well, where are the 13-year-old dominators? Oh, God. We're going to need, this is going to be a long class. I was planning on preaching 30 minutes and get out of here. Well, we're going to find somebody that ain't afraid of their dominion. Where are the 14-year-old dominators? Oh, I thought we passed this this year. I mean, I've been preaching down here all this time. I thought we were going to be. What you want right here? Well, we're the 11-year-old dominators. See, that's what I'm talking about. I am not afraid of my generation. I'm not afraid of the age I live in. I got to respond. I am representing. I am representing a generation that God has called to take this planet back for Jesus. I represent a generation. I represent a generation that needs somebody as bold as a lion, righteous, walking in the righteousness of God. You got to represent your generation. Oh! You'll represent your generation. You'll have demons all through the fifth grade. Did we do 14? Don't sit back down. I'm going to sit back down because sometimes people try to hide in the crowd. See, it's easy to jump up when everybody's jumping. 
but you got to run by yourself. Uh, sometimes you got to jump by yourself. Sometimes nobody's going but you. But because I've been created in the image and likeness of God and made with dominion, I am not afraid of my makeup. I am not afraid of the one that made me. I am willing to stand up in my generation and say, Jesus is alive and doing well. He's healing, he's delivering, and he's coming back again. See, when you won't move, <laughs> see, when you won't move, and we know we done called your number. <laughs> you won't move. You know we called your number. You know how old you are. But see, you're afraid you got to get up and everybody going to look at you. They said, go on, tell me. Yeah. But see, that's conformity. Because even though my number's been called, I refuse to move because I, I'm concerned of what other people think about me. See, that's why some people don't really want to speak in tongues. It ain't, you can get tongues quick. Take it long to get tongues. No, you concerned what everybody going to say. You got to be careful with that because Jesus said, if you're afraid of me in this wicked and untoward generation, if you, you're afraid of me around crazy people, people that don't know up from down, People that don't know better than to smoke weed. And put substance in their body. People that go in places, I'm trying to conform to them. I, I want them to think, really, I want them to think that I'm somewhat like them. So I refuse to move out. Well, things stay the same when we got people like that. I thank God for Dr. Michael Jacobs. Yeah. Yo! You know, he, he tells a story when he was sitting in, a, he was sitting in college and, and he knew that they were leaving the supernatural out. See, they want you to go, they want you to, they want to, they want you to be a preacher, but they don't want you to preach about heaven. And they don't want you to, want you to identify with the supernatural that you really are. So they want to send you out of seminary, ill-equipped to minister. They want to send you to congregation where the de deacons of, you could call them the demon deacons. They know you're not going to survive in that. Sister Big Mouth in that. But he was sitting in the class. That's one of the things I love about him. He was sitting in the classroom where they were trying to Restrict your dominion. And he's right. And you look around the classroom. And the instructor is leaving the supernatural out on purpose. But he's sitting around the classroom talking about, everybody good with that? Everybody good with that? But I'm not. 
And then go get some book on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, some people noticed that he wasn't going with the status quo. And so they said, we can get a book to him. It was a lot of people in the class, but there's no need of giving the book to people that's, that's signed up for conformity. God is planning on giving out some power tonight. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And some revelation tonight. So we function on a whole different level. I said, no, I'm not going with this. He got, got that book and got baptized in the Holy Ghost. He said he just read a few pages. He got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Well, I got an amen from the back. But he was a, one of the few in the classroom, and I'm so grateful for that. Because all my life was just of conformity. And it didn't matter how you try, what you, no matter your intentions, until somebody can bring you truth of who you really are and where you really came from, you can't break out. So the first night I laid my eyes on him, I said, my God, I'm tired of going to these dead churches. I was ready to quit. I'm 24 years old. I'm ready to quit. Been in too many dead churches. And I showed up at Church on the Rock, storefront church. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to a storefront church. It's to come down to. <laughs> I thought at least in one steeple. Where there's pews and <laughs> unrenewed people. <laughs> when I was rocking back and forth, certainly there was a revelation of who God is in us. Couldn't find it. And then he got up and he started speaking about the name of Jesus. Oh, I rocked back. I said, we on now. I said, it's on now. I said, God, I knew you was that big. I knew you. I just needed somebody to say it. Just like Miss Candy said, you just one word away from praise God. The supernatural breaking out in your life. And I believe tonight you're going to get a word from heaven. Amen. Praise God. Because I said, God, I knew you was that big. But one of the things about when, praise God. <laughs> get a little ahead of myself. <laughs> a big God wants to get big in you. Look down here what it says. Come back to them numbers later on. He said, uh, he said, let us make man 26 over and give him dominion over all the earth and everything that's moving on the earth. Then 27, he says, so God created man. There's a difference between a word make and the word created. He said he created him, but then in 27, he said he created him, but 26 said he made him. I like to think of it like this. Creation is the blueprint. It is the design, but is the manufacturing. And in the manufacturing, verse 27, he said, let us create him in our image and our likeness. Is that what he said? Amen. He said, let him make his image in his likeness. And he made him, he created him in the image of God and made him male and female. And then it says here, 
God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish, subdue, amen, the earth, and gave them dominion over things, everything that moved upon the earth again. So in making, I like to think of it like this. That's the manufacturing where, the, where you put the function in of how this creation is supposed to function. Creation is the blueprint. So we can like us. And then we're going to put features in him. We're going to make him. Then we're going to put features in him. How he's going to function. And then when he releases the words in 28, saying God bless them. Which means now he takes this man and he releases the words in him and he begins to initiate his ability. Because blessing is an empowerment. It's like putting a, the, the batteries in the ever-ready bunny. And it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And it keeps doing what it's supposed to do. Because the blessing is the empowerment. Amen. And the blessing is released with words. And it begins to release all the functions in the manufactured object. It begins to release all of them. And that being begins to function just like God created it to function. And the Bible said when God stood back and watched all of his creation, amen, he stood back and watched all of his creation on the sixth day, until the sixth day, he just said everything was good. But when man started functioning, he said everything is very good. And some people wonder when things going to change. When you function at your highest level, that's when everything is going to get good. Amen. Praise God. Why? Because that's when I'm functioning in the highest level of what God created me to be. Amen. I was um, thinking about this, and every place, you turn over here to John, Gospel of John chapter, God, Gospel of John chapter 3, because we want to we accept the reality that we were manufactured out of heaven. Everything that is made is made somewhere. Amen? So I'm going to talk real quick about who made it? Amen. Praise God. Where it was made, what it's made for. Amen. And um, answer some of those questions. Everything that is made, if the maker wants credit for it, it'll put its name on it. That's what it does. And not only we put his name on it, it will tell you where it's made. Amen. If you look at, if you go back to the room and look on your shirt, there's a tag in the back of your shirt. Praise God. Unless it's homemade, praise God, homemade can be good too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes homemade. There's homemade, there's tailor made. Come on now. Everything that exists had to be made. And everything that was made has a function. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Your shoes were made. Praise God. If you get some Jordans like Pastor Al was talking about, you plan on jumping. 
Amen. Praise God. That's why you bought them because you wanted to jump. When you, when you put those things on, <laughs> you want to you be able to go up. Amen. Praise God. And when you go up, you don't want to be still looking up at everybody. You want to be able to get some elevation because of the kind of shoes you put on. If you go out there with sandals on, you ain't trying to get up. Don't nobody expect you to get up because you got sandals on. We don't plan on even putting you on the team because of what you put on. Amen. Because if you are not in your right makeup, you can't function on the level of expectation. Amen. Praise God. And so wherever those shoes are made and whatever, whoever the make is, they put their name on it. Amen. And it tells you where it's made. You go back to your room, you're going to find out some stuff is made in China. Just go home and check it tonight. Open your bag. Your, your made bag. You're going to find out what it was made in. It ain't going to say heaven either. Yeah. China. Praise God. Your bags were made in China, but it made it all the way over here. Amen. Praise God. So the manufacturer tells you where things are made. Amen. Praise God. If you check your tag, amen, it's going to say you were made in heaven. Look over here in John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Let me look at this. John, Gospel of John chapter 3. This is, this is the account of Nicodemus talking to Jesus. And Jesus said over here in verse 3, he's answering him. Well, you can look down here. And Nicodemus says here in verse 1, No man can do these miracles that thou does except God be with him. Amen. He's saying you different than other men. Of all the men that are on this planet, there's nobody like you. We've been watching you. We've been checking you out. And there's nobody like you. And Jesus begins to describe to him how men like this come into existence. And this is what he says to Nicodemus. He says, he says verily, verily, I said to you, except a, more, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. Except he be born again. And this word, if you, in my Bible, I have a center column Bible. I got a Cambridge Bible my man of God told me to get. Hallelujah. Cambridge Bible gives you center column reference. And it says he are born from above. Amen. Praise God. That my origin is no longer an earthly origin once I get born again. That my origin is no longer earthly. And he says, when a person gets born again, their experience begins to be an experience of the kingdom of God, or we can say kingdom of heaven, because they are from heaven. And one 
translation, it says they're born from above. Amen. So that when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, even though you were in your earthly body, and when the moment you made Jesus the Lord of your life, God put a brand new spirit from heaven down on the inside of you. It's a dominating spirit. Amen. It's a overcoming spirit. Amen. It is of the kingdom of heaven. It has come down from heaven and it functions on heaven's rule. It does not function with earthly roots. It does not yield to earthly roots. It functions with heaven's ability. Amen. With heaven's wisdom and heaven's authority. Amen. That's why Jesus was out there walking on water. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven, the rules, in the rules of the kingdom of heaven, you don't need a boat. Amen. Praise God. In the, because you're a dominator. There's no need of you thinking in water you made. Amen. There's no need of you thinking in some you made. It's a whole new different realm. In the kingdom of heaven, if something has been amputated, the kingdom of heaven, it grows back. Amen. Why? It has dominion over this realm in every aspect. He that is from above, he's above all. He's above all things. And we do things totally different. Amen. People from the kingdom of heaven do things totally different from the people that are kingdom of the world. Amen. Praise God. People from the kingdom of heaven don't pick mates from the kingdom of the world. Well, I didn't get no response there. They're not blown out over something that they above in the first place. Amen. I don't have to go down. Amen. I refuse to go down to that level when I'm called to be up. Amen. Praise God. They don't do it in conversation. They don't do it in, in relationship. Amen. They constantly live above all because that's where God's trying to put us back at. Amen. Through this new birth. Look down here. And Jesus kept talking to him. He said, Verily I say unto you, if a man, look at verse 5, verily, verily, I said to you, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6, it says, for that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Which means that flesh can't accomplish the same thing spirit can. Amen, praise God. So a person that is born again is going to have a whole new ability, amen, a whole new livelihood Totally different than somebody that's trying to do everything by the flesh. Amen. Everything's done on a different level. That which is spirit. And the spirit, the flesh can't do what spirit can do. Peter's out there. He's walking on the water. Jesus gives him a word. He takes off walking on the water. And then because he starts looking at natural things, he goes back into the flesh realm. And he begins to sink. But what did Jesus do? The Bible said he just kept going. Why? He's proving, he's proving that the spirit lifestyle supersedes the flesh lifestyle. Amen. And if I'm going to live on a higher level, then I'm going to have to stay connected with him. Amen. He said, that which is flesh is flesh, 
and that which is spirit is spirit. Amen. Let's go down here. I want to look at another scripture. Turn over here to Psalms chapter 4 with Psalms chapter 8. Let's take a look at that. Somebody say, I'm made. I'm heaven made. Thank you, Jesus. Made in heaven. Look down here in verse 8. What is man? Starting out here at verse 4. It says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. For thou made him a little lower than the angels. And crowned him with glory and honor. When God made us in his image and likeness, he crowned us with glory and with honor. And the angels were standing back saying, what are you making? What are you making? What are you, what are you creating? What are you making? Amen. And he's making this man. And the Bible says he took this man and I thank God for people who taught us to write and divide the word. In your Bible, the King James said a little lower than the angels. But this word is Elohim and it means God. Amen. Thou made him a little lower than God and crowned him with glory and with honor. The only being that man was created to be subjected to and to come under the authority was God. Amen. That's what he was created that under my creation, I'm heaven, I'm made by God, amen. When God made him, the angels are standing there watching, and God takes this dirt and forms it into his form and shape. And they're wondering, what is he making? They want to know, what is he making? And then he stands this being form up, the form of a being up, and like everything else, he spoke to it. But this is different. He's not speaking to this. He stands it up and he breathes into it. That he breathes his own nature in it. So what's in you is the nature of God. And the angels watched him, crown him with glory and honor. In a sense of what we saw when the Bible said we saw Jesus in the earth, we saw his glory. Amen. That when God puts you in the earth and determines and assigns you in the earth, you're not here by accident. God wants you here in this time, in this season, in this generation. Boy, this is the best generation to come. I'm telling you that right now. This is the best generation to come. Hallelujah. Glory be to the most high God. Y'all don't realize how many, how much revelation has been poured out in the earth. And y'all getting it in y'all teens and y'all getting it in your early 20s. Hallelujah. And the seed has been put on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And, and praise God. And you may think, well, I just keep coming here. No, there's a, there's, there's a force building up in you. I believe you're at the point of breakthrough. Hallelujah. The glory is about ready to come out. Amen. Hallelujah. The glory is about ready to come out of you. 
All this time you've been with it. The devil thought he had you trapped in conformity. Hallelujah. But coming to these camps, and now it's time for the glory and the honor to come out like never before. Right now, we're at the end of this thing, baby. I'm telling you that right now. There's been revivals been prophesied, and you are the people that are going to go and fulfill those words that have been spoken. This glory has been waiting for you. This crowning has been waiting for your age and for your time. Praise God forever. And a lot of the generals we know have gone home. They're gone. And they say when a lot of the generals go home, it's time for a new move. Amen. Praise God. Why? Because, because we're collecting those things. Hallelujah. I accept the reality of my call. Amen. I just, I just refuse to back up to it now. We might as well go all the way now. Finally, I done spent all these years at church on the rock and then my own on the rock. Praise God. We might as well just rock it on through now. Amen. I'm telling you right now, I'm an all the way person because I, I accept the reality that I'm heaven made. I accept the reality that God breathed into me. Praise God. He put his life on the inside of me. He put what he is on the inside of me. And it's one thing about God, when he, <laughs> I was studying on the word made, it said when God makes something, they said God is both transcendent and imminent. I said, well, I didn't jump over that because I didn't know what transcendent meant. <laughs> and I didn't know what imminent meant right off. Maybe you do. I'm not that smart like that. I got to go, but I got enough sense to look things up. Transcendent means that God will, will stand back and create. And when he creates, he's still superior to it. He still excels it. He's still beyond it because he's eternal. That's what he does. His wisdom is still far beyond it. But he hates it. The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Let me look at this real, real scripture right here. I'm going to wrap this up in just a minute. I'm ministering some people. Look over here in the Psalms. I got to give you these scriptures because you need to meditate these. Praise God. I, I enjoy these myself. Look at Psalms 86. I'm giving you these scriptures because you're going to need them. You're going to need them to meditate. Hallelujah. Psalms 86 and verse 8. Jessica, you didn't get this. I got time. I had to get this one myself. It says, among the gods, there's none like thee, God. O Lord, neither are there are any works like unto thy works. That if I'm made by God, I'm made in heaven, I'm God breathed, then there's nothing like me. Come on now. There ain't nothing like me. Amen. Praise God. Look at all you. Everybody look different. But the same thing is in your spirit. And for every one of us is a dimension of God on the inside of us. Every one of us, there's a dimension of God on the inside. 
And the Bible says when we come all come together, that he comes to inhabit us. He comes to manifest himself on the inside of us and through us. But as far as my Christian, there's none like me. And if I don't do my part, come on now, that's not good. Because see, see, if Dr. Jacobs and Pastor Diana don't do their part, I'm affected. Then all the church on the rock is affected. See, this thing is about ready to explode now. See, that's what I'm saying. But if somebody let God get on, if somebody go ahead and start walking in the element and the dimension of a God on the inside of them, they decide to step out of the, they step out of the flow of the world and say, I choose to be different in my generation. I choose to be what heaven really called me to be. I choose to be the breath of God in the earth. I choose to be God-breathed. I choose to be heaven-made. Choose my real identity. I am tired of living a lie. I'm tired of conforming to the, to the elements around me. I am here to make this place look like heaven on earth. God had to put heaven in you to get it down here. See, some people think telling a lie is the greatest lie. No, living the one is the one. Living one is causing you to tell it. I choose to be who God called me to be because this generation really need somebody that's going to go all the way. I was thinking about you know, we go to the women's prison. And uh, I always tell a story about going to the women's prison. Wherever God is going to send you, you're made to be there. And you're made to have an impact there, wherever you are. And I remember when Pastor Center came to me and said, uh, God's telling me to go to the women's prison. I said, no, don't do that. We got enough to do. That's what I told her. I said, we passed tonight. We got enough to do. How many people know she didn't listen to me? <laughs> she did not listen to me at all. Thank God. And sometimes you don't even need to listen to people. They say, when you hear from heaven about who you are, Paul said, don't confer with flesh and blood anymore. You see from the word tonight, you're fearfully made and there's nobody like you and you God breathe. You are not to negotiate that with anybody else. And so she didn't. Let me hold your paper right there, baby, just a minute. She came down the hallway in the house waving this piece of paper like this. Guess what? This is our acceptance into the prison. We got accepted. And here's the day we're supposed to go. I wasn't laughing like you. I just stood there and looked at her. And she said, this is the day we're going to go. And guess who's going to be preaching when we go? You. Still, I just looked at her. Somewhat of disgust. But since I was from heaven, I knew how to hold my tongue. I shut up. I didn't say nothing. And then the day finally came. 
She said, we're going to meet over to the church. And come on, you preaching today. Sometimes you drag on your calling. You drag on heaven's plan for your life. But some things you were made for. But you got to be careful that you don't drag on what you made for. The number one temptation in this life that you're going to, the, all the pressure, all of it that comes against your life, all of the depression that comes, all the confusion that comes, all of the frustration that comes, all of the challenge against your life are trying to hinder the God in you and the heaven in you from breaking loose in this earth. All the people that walk out of your life are to discourage you, to make you give up, and to make you say, so what? Everything that's done to disrupt your peace and joy is trying to keep you from manifesting the glory on the inside. And so I got in the car with her. She said, we're going to go over to the church and we're going to meet there. And the group of us will drive out to the prison by ourselves. We'll drive out to the prison together as a group. And uh, come on, get in. We're leaving. I don't know. I could have totally rebelled, but something on the inside of me kept moving me even though my emotions were going in a direction. Oh, glory. Oh, Sheila Sunday. That heaven on the inside of you. He said, God says, I'm going to get in you and I'm going to keep working in you until I, per until I perfect that which I called you to. Oh, I'm going to tell you something working in you tonight. While you sitting there, ah, nonchalant, something working on the inside of you. So that's why the Bible said, don't even be moved by their faces. There's a giant on the inside of them. There's a revival on the inside of that person. Don't you get, don't you get me shaken by their exterior? Because sometimes people are dragging, but they bless God forever. The fire of God is on the inside. There's a burning going on on the inside of them because they are heaven formed. They are heaven made. They are heaven created. The devil is sure going to get disappointed by some of y'all because he done thought, he done confused you enough. He done got enough people to reject you. Walk out of your life. Enough people to tell you that you are no counter. You are going on the nowhere. But guess what? There's a fire burning and there's a revelation on the inside of you and there's a truth on the inside of you. There's something that is made from heaven. You can't stop it. You can't hinder it. You can't hold it back. You can't chain it. It's God on the inside of you and it's coming to the forefront. I declare what's on the inside of you is coming to the forefront. Some of you going to cast out devils. Some of you going to lay hands on the sick. Some of you going to go and preach the gospel in, in your classroom. But I'm calling on fire. Oh, it's on the inside of you. I know that. Don't sit back down. I didn't know that. I was dragging like Festus. 
Oh, gun tomorrow. I said, this is sad. This is sad. I could be watching something on television. This is Saturday. I haven't sat. Could be doing something I want to do. That's the side of conformity. But see, I got that defeated a long time ago. I got defeated of that when I came to Church on the Rock and found out, you know, was it 30 something years ago? I came to Church on the Rock and they don't watch the Super Bowl. I found out Dr. Jacobs don't watch Super Bowl. I'm not on Sunday night. He don't watch Super Bowl because Super Bowl comes on Sunday night. He could care less about some Super Bowl. So I didn't know I was in training to go where I didn't, feel, I didn't want to go. I know I was in training to move past my feelings because I ain't never missed the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl Sunday came and there was no announcement. I said, everybody, am I the only one? No, today is Super Bowl Sunday. Did y'all not tell me about the party? Did I, not get, did I not get the notice about the Super Bowl party? Whose house is it going to be at? Are we having it here at church? No announcement. No, we're doing it here today. It's Holy Ghost and, and fire and speaking in tongue. Pray God. Well, you need some word in you. You done seen enough people kick balls. You done seen people throw balls. <laughs> And it ain't changed your life one bit. But what we're going to give you is going to cause you to walk upon the high places of the earth. It's going to cause you to go through a troop and leap over a wall. It's going to give you victory at every turn. It's going to cause you to fulfill your destiny. It's going to cause you to keep your family together, keep your marriage together, raise your children with a sword in one hand and the word in another hand. Praise God. It's going to cause you to do what heaven created you to do. I am not here to conform to the world. I went to church that night like to. I said, sure enough, there they are. Everybody pulling in the parking lot. That's it. There ain't going to be no Super Bowl tonight. And I just asked. And I just looked at him. Just preaching away. Turn, your, turn to your Bible. Turn over to your Bible. <laughs> Amen. Turn to Hebrews 11, chapter 1. <laughs> now. <laughs> Faith is right now. <laughs> yeah. So when it came to the prison, I knew how to drag my leg. I said, it's another one of them things. And I got in there. They said, everybody come to the sanctuary. Where are we going to pray? So you can have an attitude. Even though you're super... Amen. You got to work through some things. Some of the things you have to work through is that you're no longer for yourself. That you are so vast and 
you're so awesome. Your life is bigger than just you. You are so, you got so much God in you. Your life is bigger than just you. If you just live for you, you're going to let a lot of God go unchained. I had to come and claim the conclusion my life is bigger than me, but I still had an attitude that day. I said, they got in there. Says, let's go pray in the sanctuary. I said, I ain't praying. I got to unleash some rebellion today. I sure did. I said, I'm not praying. I pray all the time. Of course, that was a lie. <laughs> Come on now. You do something all the time. Yeah. Mm. Amen. I do better now than I ever done. But back then, I just had an attitude. Some of you get an attitude, you just say stuff you shouldn't say. I don't feel like going to church. I go to church all the time. No, you don't. It seems like we always in church. Oh, no, we ain't talking about number Sunday and Tuesday. That's a lie. It seems like we out. No. The early church was in the Word all the time. Amen. So I dragged my leg, and I went, and I sat down in the fellowship hall. I sat down at this white table. I said, I don't even know what I'm going to preach. And I flipped the Bible open. It just flipped open. I, I'm just going to preach whatever today, okay? Just flipped the Bible open. And I looked at the page. It said, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. I said, no, Jesus, don't say this. He said, no. I said, you done said enough in here. I said, Jesus, you done said, no, 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 no. Since you don't want to pray, you need to hear this. Since you pray all right, you need to hear this. When I was in prison. See, I don't flip my Bible open like no when something happening to you supernatural. Yeah. See, we're heaven made, and sometimes the script can get flipped real quick. Yeah. When I was in prison. You visited me. I just cried all over the table in my Bible. I came out. I said, come on, y'all. Let's go to the prison. Let's go. Oh, somebody go hear from heaven tonight. Oh, we didn't put Jehovah Jireh in you just for you. We didn't put El Shaddai in you just for you. We didn't put Jehovah Rapha in you just for who? You. We didn't put Jehovah Shalom in you just for you. We all are heaven in you just for you. You got a vast expansion on the inside of you. And somebody needs the impartations of the Holy Ghost you've been getting. Somebody needs the fire of God on the inside. Ah, somebody go live. 
Somebody go live because you are burning for God Almighty. We've been going there 11 years now. Why don't you sit down for a minute? We've been going there 11 years now. It don't matter how free. I know Pastor Cynthia going to let me off. She didn't care if I just got out. I just did a round trip and came back from mentoring class on Saturday. Miss Prisby. You just don't know what is inside of you. When I move like that, that means I done saw something and something on the inside. Well, it was something on the inside of you. Because a lot of times we don't feel like it. The God in you is still working. Transcended means that God can stand from the outside, but eminent means he can get on the inside of you. And then you are touched with the feelings of the infirmities that God has for other people. And so that compels you to go. Regardless of your fear. And sometimes when you are moving, and even if your attitude is not right, you ought to know from that alone, heaven is on the inside of you. When you can pick up your Bible and keep moving to the church, even though you don't feel like it, that's God on the inside of you. I said, I serve God with my spirit. I ain't trying to serve him with my mind. I serve him with my spirit in the gospel of his son. So sometimes I'm moving, not because I feel like moving. It's just because he is ready to touch somebody else with the same way he touched me, the same way he delivered me from my ditch and my pit and my suicidal thinking. And because of my problem is somebody else like that. The devil has got bound, but God has got loose on the inside of me, and I'm about ready to unleash. I saw Jesus on the cross. He was beat up. The Bible said his vicious was so marred that you couldn't even recognize him like a man. You didn't even know it was a man on the cross. He was so whipped and so torn, thirsty, hungry, suffering, arms stretched, nail hand, hands nailed, feet nailed. And that should have been enough. That should have been enough. But it's one more assignment. He cannot say it's finished yet because there's still one more assignment. And the thief on the cross looked at him and says, you got to be the son of God. You have, you got something different about you. You have not called out for mercy. You have not called out for your deliverance and you have not done anything wrong. And the sky is covered with darkness even the surroundings are changing. They must be changing because of who you are. And when you come into paradise, you come into your kingdom, I want you to remember me. You got one more assignment. And he turns and looks at this man with this battered face. 
was God in Christ reconciling the world to him because God will get in his creation. That's why you can do things beyond your comprehension. That's why you can go beyond what you think your natural endurance is. You can go farther than you think you can. You can do more than you think you can. You can have more than you think you can have. You are more than you ever dream. You can't even see your real self when you look in the mirror. You serve God with your spirit. And he turned and he said, this day, you're going to be in paradise with me. You are here today to tell somebody else that this day, you're going to get out of what you in. I'm here to tell you, this day, I go to that prison, it don't matter how tired I am, the transcendent God becomes imminent in his creation. And the anointing drops on you. And it's not for you. It's for somebody else. For somebody else. There's a lady, she, uh, she would come into prison. She would come. She was battling cancer. And uh, she would tell everybody, shut up. Pastor Rogan preaching, shut up. Don't talk around me. I got to get this. And she said, came up to me after the service. She said, my son needs God. He's out there. And I'm going to write him a letter. Will you let him call you? I said, yeah, he can call me. Because I want him to come. He needs a pastor. He needs a pastor like you. And God said, go out there. Do you don't go. God's got to find a way to replace you. Because he promised the world, I'm going to. I'm going to feed the hungry. I want to help the fatherless. And I'm going to find vessels that I can get in, that I can make, and that I can get on the inside of. Because I promised this world the gospel. I promised this world I would crush Satan's rule and dominion. I promised this world I would help the hurting, that I would heal the sick, that I'd cast out devils. And all I'm doing is getting vessels that I can heaven make and I can get on the inside of them. Don't you ever get confused who you are because you got a God tag on you because you made in heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. You may think, I'm just here. I'm going to take up a chair. No. 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 That's what John the Baptist said. Then the Bible said, the day of his unveiling came. You got a day for your unveiling. Don't you worry about it. 
and win among them. But when he gets you, when he gets you going, you're gonna be going. So now, don't worry about that. Because when he gets you going, you're gonna be going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Stir up the gift. Hallelujah. We're gonna stir your gift up. Thank you, Jesus. Who in here needs to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? I talked about that. You don't pray in tongues. Come on up here. You know if you don't pray in tongues or not. Come on up here. It's a transcendent language. You need that. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm looking at other people. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something about baptism of the Holy Ghost. Somebody can come play.